Welcome to One Shot, One Life, helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one life. Now, welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad, Doug Fitzgerald. Welcome to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, broadcasting from the One Shot, One Life studios right in the middle of the heartland of America. Smack dab. That's right. Lincoln, Nebraska. We're so grateful that you're here today. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, I'm joined right next to me by my executive producer, Josh Floyd. Josh, thank you so much. Hi, Doug. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm well, happy to be here, man. You know, we've got uh, just more and more people every single week who are joining us on our email community list. And I just want to thank all of our listeners because they're tuning in. They're getting the downloads for the free song for One Shot, One Life, which is awesome. Uh, they're getting our, on our email list as well. And if you're not part of that, all you have to do is go to the website to join us and join everybody else who's joining us at OneShotOneLife.com. So Grab that song. That's right. It's good. So good. If we had video, someday we will. You'll be able to see Josh dancing to it when we open up the show. So, well, hey, um, Josh, you know, you and I are edging closer. I hate to say this to retirement age, mm-hmm. little by little, year by year. Uh, is retirement something that you and your wife Crystal have talked about a lot? Yeah, yep, we have not. Well, not a lot. Probably not as much as we should have, but we have discussed it. We've got you know our investments and stuff. So do you have a plan in place then? Or are you pursuing a plan in place? No, no, I can't claim that we have a plan. We've Again, we've got like our investments, our 401ks, our Roth right. IRAs and stuff. Like we, we're doing the stuff to kind of like the obvious stuff, yeah. I guess I would say. But like we haven't sat down and had the talk like this is what we want our future to look like. Well, according to the survey of consumer finances, about 50% of Americans and, and households, or 81 million Americans, have no savings or retirement accounts or plans set oh. in place. And so, and you understand that. And so, uh, not only that, but the AARP found out uh, that the average is 42% of Americans don't feel like they're prepared for retirement at all. And a lot of people, I think, try to ignore that. So, um, you know, we're really excited about today's guest because we're going to talk about retirement. He's got a great proven plan. I love the perspective that he has. He's got great resources, plus an incredible podcast as well that can help you if you've got questions regarding retirement. No matter where you are, whether you feel like you're prepared for it or you feel like you're not prepared for it, he can help you out. So in a few minutes, we'll be joined by the Retirement Answer Man, Roger Whitney. Roger's a certified financial planner of over uh, 25 years, helping thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people uh, with their retirement plan. He's also the host of one of the top retirement podcasts on iTunes with more than 8 million downloads and over 500 episodes. He also has a book out. He's a fellow author. Uh, His book is called Rock Retirement, a simple guide to help you take control and be more optimistic about your future. He's an award-winning podcaster as well, so uh, we're excited to have um, Roger join us on the show. If you're interested in this or you know somebody who is, have them jump on the show right now. And if not in the uh, in the future, you can have them uh, listen to our podcast. Josh, how can people find it? You can find us wherever the finest podcasts can be found, which is to say pretty much any podcast app. You just get on there, search in the search bar, uh, one shot, all one word, one life, all one word. You'll find all of our past shows. You can subscribe. So all of our future shows, episodes, I should say, will be downloaded directly 
to your advi- to your device. And I would say uh, you can find us everywhere, but we prefer uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're on those apps, you can give us a five-star review, and it really helps us get the word out so we can help more people. Absolutely. Well, we're going to quickly wrap up the first segment so we can get to our awesome guest, uh, Roger Whitney. Um, I want to talk about this for just a minute. Last month, the New York Fed Reserve Bank said Americans borrowed more than ever on their credit cards the last quarter. Balances surpassing $1 trillion. Credit card balances rose by over $45 billion. Household debt also ticked up to $17.06 trillion. And meanwhile, the credit card and auto uh, loan delinquency are at an 11-year high, they're saying right now. Here's the thing. Mm. Debt is a robber. It's a robber. It just robs you of your emotions, your freedom, your dreams, your relationships. You know, we personally struggled with this as a family, and we made a decision over 25 years ago to get out of debt. Let me give you a couple of just quick tips uh, before we jump into uh, talking about retirement, about how to get out of debt. Number one, seek help or advice from other people. You know, we're big, big at talking about having success partners, people that'll walk alongside you when you're trying to achieve something that's a huge priority to you. And if getting out of debt is that, find somebody that can walk alongside you. Number two, stop borrowing money. You don't need to borrow money (laughs) if you don't need to. If you can't live on what you're making, you got a couple of different options. You can reduce your expenses or you can increase your income. I encourage you to actually do both. Number three, track your spending. People hate this. I'm like, save every stinking receipt that you use. But Doug, I can't. I order stuff on my phone or my computer. Yeah, you can. Print it out. Print out your Amazon receipts. You know, you go to the store, ask for the receipt. When they say, do you want a receipt or not? Most people say no. No, you do. You want a receipt. Put that in a box because it'll show you what you're spending your money on. Um, The next step, uh, number four, is to set up a budget. One of the things that people don't love to do a lot of times, but it's so good because it'll help you get on track. One area and one person that you can go to that we've had on as a guest that can help you in that area is money expert Tony Bradshaw. So look up the podcast with Tony, and he can help you uh, with his resources to help you establish a budget. Um, Another tip that you can utilize is create a plan to pay off your debt. I like the snowball method. This is what we did when we did it years ago. Uh, Find your smallest one, pay it off, and take what you'd normally pay off on that smallest one and add it to the next debt and add it to the next debt until you're done. Trust me, it will help you get out of debt a lot faster than you realize. And then finally, don't give up. If you need to, um, get help from a financial professional. They will help you along the way. Here's the thing about debt. It also robs you of your retirement. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. We're going to take our first break here. And when we come back, we'll be joined by uh, the host of one of the top retirement podcasts in the entire country, Roger Whitney from the Retirement Answer Man. Uh, whether you feel like you're on track or not to retire, Roger's going to share with us his proven plan to get back on track and to stay on track as well. You are listening to the show that helps America stop worrying and start winning. One shot, one life. It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life. Welcome back to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, and we want to welcome all of our affiliates and listeners joining us on amazing radio stations all across the United States. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're listening to this on the podcast and you would like to listen to it on your local station, we would love for you to call them up and let them know that you'd like to hear One Shot, One Life on your local radio station. One of the top things that I've found over the years as I work with people is that people worry about money. And several people that I've worked with 
worry about their retirement, uh, wondering if they're going to have enough to retire to live the life that they dream of once, once they get to those retirement years. How are you feeling about that today? How are your retirement plans going? Uh, if you're like a large portion of Americans, you may not have a plan at all for retirement, or you feel like it's impossible to get to where you want to go. Um, whether you feel like you're on track or not, there is always something that you can prepare for for the future so that your retirement can be exactly the way you want it to be. So today we're going to be able to benefit all of us are going to benefit from today's guest. We're honored to have Roger Whitney, uh, the retirement answer man. Roger's a certified financial planner. He's been helping people for over 25 years, helping thousands upon thousands of people retire with their plans, develop their plans, answer questions, and guide them along the way. He's also the host of one of the top retirement podcasts on iTunes with over 8 million downloads and over 500 episodes recorded. He's an award-winning podcaster, uh, ranked by Investopedia as one of the top 100 most influential advisors over six years. Uh, he's named Inc. Magazine's one of the best blogs to follow. He's also a fellow author with the same publisher that we have. I, we didn't realize that till we started the podcast here, but uh, his book is called Rock Retirement. Uh, you can go to Amazon.com or anywhere fine books are sold uh, to pick up the book. Plus, one last thing I want to share. He's, he, got, he has a great community of people. We believe in people here at One Shot, One Life. We believe in success partners and communities to help rally each other along the way. He's created what's called Rock Retirement Club. It's an online community providing education, tools, and support for building an amazing retirement. And you can go to his website to check it out, rogerwhitney.com. So Roger, welcome to the show. Oh, man, I hate that. I now I sound so good on paper and then I have to open my mouth. <laughs> you sound so. great. You sound great. Well, thanks. For, well, we, we'll see. We'll see. Well, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. I mean, you're a pro at all this uh, radio podcast, you know, audio stuff, and you've been helping people for a long time, but we met each other years ago. I want to say it's probably 10 to 15 years ago in a mastermind group setting in Tennessee, um, where we were each investing into our futures because we want to take our passions and how God has designed us and really share that with as many people as possible. Um, Let's start out where you are. How did you get involved with financial planning and retirement planning? Well, that's a big question. So we'll try to keep it short because uh, I'd rather make it more about what people are worried about, what they're trying to solve for. But I, I, I'm a classically trained financial planner is what I'll call it. So I've been classically trained within the industry because it's the only industry that I've ever been in. And when you and I met 10 plus years ago, it was me having some success and thinking, is this all there is when it comes to financial management? At mm. the time, I think at the time that we met, I was teaching part the retirement planning segment for the certified financial planner curriculum. So I was teaching candidates for the CFP uh, uh, designation about retirement planning. And what that, what some things, some aha moments came to light of, wow, would, if we make it all about money, we can really miss our one shot at life to uh -huh. you, to take your tagline yes. because the money part can be very difficult. And our life is, you can't see this if you're listening, but here's one of my favorite stickers. I make stickers is retirement is not a spreadsheet mm. and financial planners and retirement planners can make it so much about the money that we can sacrifice our life because of fear and uncertainty. And so that was the beginning of that journey, which led to the book and the podcast and everything else. So I read a, a story on your website in regards to your mother uh, and how that kind of uh, sparked some desire to say, hey, you know what? I really want to help people. Yeah, there's always this um, 
desire. I think baby boomers specifically in our generation, um, just below a baby boomer, we were we bought into that we save and invest and sacrifice our life. And then we'll be in the brochure that we see in the 401k retirement <laughs> brochure or whatever it is, right? Then we can actually have our life. And my mom, she lived that way. She was a single mother with three children and then ultimately got remarried. And she and I would have these active discussions even in college about living for today versus sacrificing and and and, and then being happy later. And obviously, as a young person at the time, I was all YOLO, I was lived for today. <laughs> And my mom was, for right for very good reasons, she graduated law school when she was 40. She didn't even want to go to law school, but felt she needed to, to be able to be stable. And she ended up passing at 48 mm. when I was 23 years old, right? right after I got married, or right before I got married, actually. And that's obviously stuck with me. So even in my journey as being a classical financial planner, this idea of tomorrow isn't promised to anyone has always stuck because that was imprinted on me and seeing her journey and sacrificing herself at, at, for something that she never got. And I think that happens a lot in retirement planning because if you look at it just from a spreadsheet, Doug, we're living longer than ever before. Mm -hmm. The majority of us don't have pensions and we generally have financial assets and we're living a more active life. We want to be on the playground of life more than we want to be just on the park bench. Well, from a financial perspective, the math doesn't work very well. Mm. If you think of it within that boundaries and as a result, most financial planning gives you a lot of really crappy choices of, Hey, you better work longer or you better save more, which is going to cost your life right now. You better take more investment risk you better better settle for less when you do retire or some combination of all those really unattractive choices. And there's actually a lot more you can do outside of the lines of those that I think people need to explore because it is one shot at one life. I mean, I truly believe that. Yeah. What are some key, um, you know, what are some key principles then that you work on as you're working with people to help them experience that, that it's more than a spreadsheet, it's about life? is helping them think in non-binary terms. That's generally where we want to start because generally we frame things. It's just the natural human way that we do it of in binary terms. I'm either working or I'm retired, right? There's a, one really good example there. Well, there's actually a lot of in between there. It's not like that light switch of work or not work. There's a lot of in between of, I have a client right now that's working half time and now he's working at going quarter time. There, I have clients that are left their career making substantially less money, but still in doing something of interest to them. What I have found over the 10 years of doing the show and talking with clients is we have to remember what retirement means to us. Because I, I actually don't like the word, but it's the word everybody uses. So we use, you know, we use it. When I ask people what they really mean by retirement, they don't say, I just don't want to work or I'm done with this, what they say is, I just want some time freedom. I just want to take some a foot off the gas so I can have gas so I can have control over my time and my schedule and where I live. So it's not the absence of work. It's having more agency to design a life that where you're playing in work, but also you have some free time that you can explore life. And I think for baby boomers, especially in our generation, 
we never thought we could have those options. And their options are there, but we just never, we didn't grow up with that. I think the generation before us, it was very much like that. They had the pension, they worked for 30, 40 years, they retired and they were done. I mean, that was the, that was the actual model, right? I think about my grandparents and all that. I was blessed though to have a grandfather who owned a farm and he pretty much lived until he passed away farming. And because that was a passion of his, it wasn't like he, you know, it was like his his job. And that, that's what defined him. He was passionate about farming. And, um, I love what you're saying because I don't want to ever retire. I don't like the word either. I, I want to keep living out my passion. That's what I work with my clients is what is that passion? Because, you know, we hear about the stats and I don't know how they're, how true they are. You can tell me, but, um, you know, if people retire and then they don't have a purpose to live past that, they're not, they don't live much longer. I mean, there are just a handful of years left before they pass away versus if they've got a purpose, they have something to live for. Well, all of the science says that happy people have projects. If you don't have a purpose, and it could be, be, it doesn't mean you have to start a side gig or work quarter time. That may be part of it. It could be you just want to be the best grandfather or the best deacon at your church right. or whatever it is. But if you don't have a project, you're rudderless. And that is how retirement is framed. Are you going to travel nonstop for the rest of your life? <laughs> no. Are you, you know, yes, you'll have those these honeymoon periods. And the idea around some more integrated retirement planning is, yes, the money is important. And you have to figure out the money side of it. But if you think more multidimensionally, it's really about how do you harvest the wealth that you've created in order to live a life where... You don't have to give up today as much as the normal planning makes you or it tells you you should. Yeah, I really like that's good. Well, it's time for a quick break. And when we return, Roger's going to give us some specific steps to take uh, to get and keep our retirement plan on track. Plus, later on, we'll find out what some of the biggest mistakes are that people make when planning for their retirement. You are listening to the show that helps America stop worrying and start winning. One shot, one life. You only have one shot in this amazing one life, helping you make every single day count. This is One Shot, One Life. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thanks again for joining us on One Shot, One Life. Uh, today's show's all been so much fun so far and so good. We've been talking with certified financial planner and host of the Retirement Answer Man podcast, uh, Roger Whitney, and he's been providing some great info to help us live our best lives during our retirement years. If you missed the first half of the show, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to our podcast after the show. Simply use your favorite podcast platform, and all you have to do is search One Shot, All One Word, One Life, All One Word. And while you're there, uh, you can also listen to all of our past episodes. Well, Roger, um, you know, if uh, I, the first thing I want to ask in this segment is, what is your current assessment of the retirement situation in America? <laughs> well, there, there, there's some <laughs> divided worlds of the current situation for the vast majority is that they don't have enough money. They're, you know, the retire the, the statistics are clear that most people don't have enough money to sustain a retirement. And that is the real crisis, right? And that is a combination of a lot of things that we don't necessarily have to get into here. 
And then I don't, in my practice, that's generally not who I deal with. I deal with very people that accumulate and have have been blessed through good fortune, work, luck, lots of things to to be able to accumulate assets. And they have a crisis too. It's not near as pointed as the normal crisis. But I think the the key here, regardless of who who you are and where you're at, is when we look at these broad statistics, Doug, it generalizes a population. And that is not very helpful for you or you or you because you're one iteration. You are one person and you're you're exactly where you're at, wherever that is. And that's really critical to know because in order to take action to go forward from wherever you're at, you have to have hope. And if you look at the science of hope, there's three elements that are need to be present to actually have hope. One is, is to have a vision for a better future for yourself. If you don't have that, you're hopeless. But that's not enough because that's just a dream. Second, you need to have agency of some sort. You need to identify what power do I have to influence events as much as I can to get to that better future. But even that's not enough because you can have agency and misapply it and 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 still not achieve that vision. The third thing you need to have is pathways mm. of places you can go to apply that agency. And that's not one single pathway. That's multiple pathways, jumping from one path. That's the iteration of the messiness of, I'm going to figure this out even if I my first solution is wrong. And I think the crisis is, yes, it's financial. A lot of people don't have money. And they're at, they're 60, they're 65, they're 50. And that can be devastating. And obviously, you know, we've all made a lot of mistakes or had bad fortune happen to us. But at the end of the day, you are where you're at. And so I think one of the biggest crises is, is if that's how you say the word, is that we have to accept whatever it is as the reality and focus on what can I do next to start taking a proactive role for a better future. And that, that's all we got, really. So when someone comes to you then and says, all right, Roger, you're the retirement answer, man. How much money do I need to retire? What do you say? That's, it's a logical question, but it's actually a poor question, <laughs> right? Because it's going to be individual for each individual person. Mm -hmm. So if you think of the financial aspects, and we can get into this if we're going to talk about some mistakes, there are pillars that you need to go through, a decision-making process that you actually have to go through it in this order. And that is first, what do I want? Which is probably the hardest question to answer. And that if to know what you want, you have to know yourself. So you have to know your values and design what kind of life you want. Then you have to put goals to that, right? So that's the vision. And then you have to assess the resources you have to fund that vision, to see if it's even feasible to get that vision. And if not, you got to negotiate with yourself. And even if it's feasible, then you got to go to this third pillar, which is now you have to make it resilient so you can, don't get knocked off course. And then you can think about optimization. So how much do you need? Well, it really depends on what you want. I've seen people happy as clams, not needing much financially because they live a life where it doesn't cost to live their ideal life. I've seen others that spend money that seems obscene to me and not be happy at all. I mean, everybody's going to have their own number. And that's where 
all these heuristics or rules of thumb aren't really as helpful when you're actually trying to take action in your life because it's about you. Yeah, I love that. That's it's so good. I I was thinking of somebody that I was listening to on a podcast a while back where they were saying, and and my wife and I had implemented implemented this ourselves. He was like, I I'm choosing the home we live in, and I've dreamed about it, and I'm pursuing it because. I want to be a place where my grandkids can come, my grandkids, uh, other grandparents can come, and we can all gather together on a regular basis. And my wife and I started talking about that of what is this vision that we have for our life? And then what are we going to have to need to get to that point? And I, and I love what you're saying, because I think so many times we don't talk about that. We don't ask. And I, there was one that uh, something else I was thinking of when you were talking too is I think a lot of people like they, they have a vision, either they feel guilty about it or they don't think they can even pursue it or it's even possible. So then they just give up on it and they just live the way that they feel like they just need to live and they're just getting by. And interesting, in that vision stage, I actually, when I'm working with a client, when they create that first vision and we put goals to it, I tell them, I want version one, when we see if it's feasible, I want it to crash and burn. Because I want everything on the table. And if it crash and burns, that's wonderful, because that means a lot of possibilities were not left unsaid. Doesn't mean now you have to negotiate and prioritize, because most of us can't have everything but if we don't speak them, we don't even know if they're possible. Yeah, I, I love it. All right, let's talk about some mistakes. I mean, that's a fun topic to talk about. <laughs> How have I screwed up? <laughs> uh, what are some top mistakes that you see people making in regards to retirement? The number one mistake I think people make, and I think the majority of financial advisors make this mistake as well, is that it's about the money. And it's about tactics. What ends up happening, it's like when you're sick, Doug, right? You go to the you go to the doctor, you got this pain, and they're trying to pull, you know, you're like, just make this pain go away. You don't care how they do it. Give me the pill, do the treatment, take it away. You just want it to go away. Well, a doctor won't do that, a good doctor. What they'll do is they'll go do through a diagnostic process to identify the cause and develop a treatment plan. The number one mistake I see people make in retirement planning is go from the bottom up, which is tactics. They focus on tactics first, on Roth conversions or this dynamic withdrawal strategy or this great investment strategy, rather than doing the diagnostic process of what do I want? Is it feasible? Make it resilient. Those are the big rocks. Most people start with the last pillar, which is optimization the financial bling, mm. all the fun stuff that we like to talk about rather than do the actual work. You know, in a, a simple example is I like to ride bicycles. I love talking bicycle equipment all day long. That's the bling of riding a bicycle. The real work, if I want to have a good solid trip, is all the training and the endurance training that I have to do to be able to ride that bicycle. That's not near as sexy as talking about the bike. Yep. And that's the number one mistake is, and and it gets cool stuff and it's all over the internet and it entices us with fear and greed because it's cool. And that's not the place to start. That's the biggest mistake I see people make. What about debt? 
I mean, I just, uh, we, in the first segment, when we opened up the show, we talked about just the last report that came out that Americans are in the highest level of credit card debt ever and uh, overall debt highest ever. We're starting to see a lot of people uh, become delinquent on credit cards and, and auto loans and all that. How does, how do you see people uh, utilizing or badly utilizing debt and how does it impact their retirement? Debt is a tool and it actually can have some very good uses, but it's often abused because of, look, the entire world is conspired against us when it comes to consumerism. I think of the internet as a, all the internet is, is a sales funnel. Everybody's trying to sell something to somebody and they are scientifically trained to tweak us and manipulate us in order to do that. And the financial industry has provided us with plenty of debt to live beyond our means. And it literally is sacrificing your future in order to live better today. And so debt in, in, in its bad form are the credit cards and the consumer loans where we're not doing what the sound things, the somewhat boring things it is, which is to build wealth in our life. Yeah, and, 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 and you're handicapped. Well, you have re- great resources on your website. I was there. Free resources as well. You can go to rogerwhitney.com. Check out those resources. You also have an awesome podcast. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. And uh, through that, talk about some of the biggest you know questions that you have from people and listeners that you have um, that are, they're asking you in regards to their retirement. So we're going to take our final break here. And when we come back, Roger's going to share with us some top questions uh, people have regarding retirement and their uh, years uh, as they go off into the sunset. Uh, plus, we're going to ask him the multiplier question. You're going to want to stick around for that. Thank you so much for listening to the show that helps America stop worrying and start winning. One shot, one life. Helping you tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life. Well, thanks so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. We absolutely love having you with us. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. And if you want to stay up to date on all that's going on at One Shot, One Life, I highly recommend you join our email community of over 10,000 people strong. Uh, Each week, we'll send out an email uh, that shares info about past shows, tools and resources that we have, and current shows that we have as well uh, on the show and the podcast. And it's absolutely free, right, Josh? I mean, we're not going to spam you or it's one a week. Don't sell your info. Don't sell your info. And we and the cool thing is we got great listeners because every single week people are signing up. We want to thank you for doing that. Thank you for staying in touch with what we're doing and uh, promoting what we're doing as well. So to get on that email list, go to oneshotonelife.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, or if you have, if it's the first time you go there, it just pops up right away. That's you right. Put there. your first name in and email and away we go. And we'd love to have you join us uh, in our community. Well, today we're joined by certified financial planner and host of the Retirement Answer Man, an award-winning podcast. His name's Roger Whitney, and we were having a great conversation. Actually, we're also having a great conversation between breaks as well, which is really uh, pretty pretty cool. So, uh, Roger, I want to talk about your podcast. Um, you have over 8 million downloads, over 500 episodes on iTunes. Uh, you're reaching thousands of people with that podcast. Share with us more. How did you and why did you start the podcast? And like, uh, how has that grown over the years? So I started the uh, podcast nine and a half years ago, and it started out as a personal journey 
where I had to define what I was going to do with the rest of my life. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> familiar. It's a midlife, midlife crisis. And I don't think that question actually ever goes away of who do I want to be or what do I want to do. But for me, at the time that my advisory practice was mature and I had a lot of free time and it was, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And so I was leaning into what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? which is because it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And I started the podcast as a personal journey because I think out loud. So I literally will stand in this room and talk to myself as I'm thinking through issues. So I was working on all of the issues of people that are going through this life transition to having more time freedom. Well, I just, what I and I've taught in CFP curriculum and other, other courses. So why don't I just think out loud about it? And that helps me organize my thinking because if I'm going to teach it, I better be organized and I better know it better. And so I just started doing that and it's changed my entire life. It's called literally, the, it's called the retirement answer, man. Correct. It is, which is, a, I remember when I named it that, cause it was called something very bland, like plan well, invest wisely, nothing. <laughs> and I, when I called it the retirement answer, man, and I still feel a little uncomfortable even saying that because who the heck am I to call myself that, <laughs> right? That's more of an aspiration than a look at how smart I am because I am not really that smart as we discover as we get older, right? Yeah. We, oh, don't always know what we think <laughs> we know. And then we realize we know less than we thought we knew. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I love the podcast. Uh, what's cool about it is you, you've got a great podcast, but you interject a lot of listener questions. You have a great resource when you go to your website where you list out like where the questions are in your podcast. You list out the resources that you actually identify and utilize during that podcast as well. And I just think it's a great resource. So check it out. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Retirement Answer Man. Speaking of your listeners, let's talk about some of the questions that uh, just pop into your head about people, uh, what they have about retirement and, and ones that you, that you think can help our listeners as well. Well, the surprising, the most often asked question is like an inside joke now, because we would never have guessed this, is should I take the pension or the lump sum? Hmm. Uh, but the questions are around, should I do this? Or can I do that? You know, can I retire this year? Should I take Social Security in this form? Should I do Roth conversions? They're those type of questions of trying to get clarity on an action step they want to take. And just like that, you know, that thorn in the arm and the reason you go to the doctor, we get spurred to action when we have something that's annoying us or that we're excited about. And we want to resolve that conflict. And that's really valid. In the, and so in the context of retirement planning, it's natural that those questions are going to be because that's why they're asking it because it's annoying them or they're excited about it and they need to resolve this. I think the question behind the question is, how do I think about this? How do I think through this? And I think that is really the biggest question is all of us lack perspective in our own lives because we're involved in it. We're proverbially inside the bottle and we can't see clearly. And we want, we have these desires or we have these fears and we want to deal with them, but we don't know how to do it. And and so those are the most common questions that are related to should I, could I type of questions. And the goal of the show for me, and I I think of this in my private practice where we're pretty much, you know, we're not trying to grow that at all, uh, is I'm a decision-making partner. I help people think logically so they can get to a decision that feels right to them. Um, 
And so the question behind the question is, how should I think through this logically so I can feel comfortable with the decision? Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And I know you're talking more generally here because we're introducing you to our audience and and uh, we're hoping to have you back down the road to get more specific about certain things. But you you deal with uh, I-401ks and conversions and Roths. And I mean, you dig into all the technicals that people do want to know about. Uh, yeah. So and- as an example, last month, I think it was uh, August, we did an entire month on Roth, the Roth opportunity. A Roth is a tax-free account you can contribute to through your 401k. You can do Roth conversions. We did an entire series of what the opportunity is, how you can get money into a Roth, what the rules are about a Roth, and how do you make a decision for yourself. And I actually use these structures to help me have frameworks to make decisions for clients. But uh, it usually becomes these tactical questions of how do I do this? So here's an example. This is an often asked question. Can I buy a lake house? Right, there's an example. Can I buy a lake house? The first step in thinking through that would be, well, do you really want a lake house? What is it you really want? You got to get to that second order thing of, well, I want to spend time with my grandkids. I want to have a place to, oasis to get away from the city. And then you explore, well, are there other easier ways to do that? You know, maybe you can rent a house. Maybe you can, you know, go different places, but we always attach it to the thing. And I actually had this as a a client situation that I talked about on the show. So you want to get down, do you really want the lake house? And then then it becomes, can I have a lake house? Well, if you have a, a, a retirement plan of record that you know is feasible and resilient, it's very easy to create a what if and input this change of buying a lake house. And in the instance I'm thinking of, this client, when we did that, they couldn't do it. Financially, it made the plan not feasible. Then the discussion became more non-binary, like we were talking about in another segment of, well, wait a second, I'm not going to own two houses forever. I'm going to sell one of those, let's say 10 years down the road, and repatriate those funds to my life. And by thinking a little bit more multidimensionally, it all of a sudden became feasible if they were willing to not own them both forever. And so it doesn't matter whether it's about social security or your pension option or can you retire. If you think through in an order, in in a framework, you can get to really good answers that you can have confidence in. That is so good. I've got my own personal story. I don't want to get into it now. It kind of relates to what you talked about. And um, anyway, we had to walk through that process as a family as well. So, hey, you mentioned Social Security. Um, Can people retire just on Social Security alone? Because a lot of people are expecting that. I think I I read a stat of like 40% of current workers and employees expect Social Security to take care of them in retirement. Well, the majority of people... In retirement, Social Security is their primary source of income because they don't have the savings. Can you live on it? Yes. Many people having amazing lives living on it, but it's not going, you're you're going to be financially constrained if that's all you rely on. So I would not use that as a strategy. It's meant to be a stopgap. Um, but in reality, for people that are, you know, for whatever reason, don't have the savings, that is their primary income I would not suggest that as your strategy. Um, the second question usually is, will Social Security be there? Mm-hmm. You know, we we, we all we all heard about the uh, you know the coming uh, bankrupting of Social Security in 2031 or whatever the number is nowadays. I am not concerned about that because there are plenty of levers 
to make Social Security feasible and viable for everybody. It just lacks the political will to actually make those decisions. And then I'm going to paraphrase Churchill here. You know, Americans are guaranteed to do the right thing once they've exhausted all the other options. <laughs> so I, I'm not too worried about the feasibility of Social Security. <laughs> all right. What about health care and long term care? I mean, are, the, are, are those probably the top expenses during retirement? Healthcare is definitely one of the bigger ones. And Medicare, for those that are on it, works really well. Now, we have a separate issue from a policy standpoint in the, the, the long-term feasibility of Medicare because of rising healthcare costs, but it actually operates really well. A, a normal couple on Medicare, including, you know, a normal estimate for out-of-pocket expenses is going to be about $12,000 a year. Mm. With out-of-pocket expenses, that's with Part B, Part D, and some Medigap insurance. So it actually works really well currently. Uh, I'm not a policy expert, so I can't talk about uh, the feasibility of that long-term. Now, long-term care is a mess because the insurance that is available is not inexpensive, and they the history, the numbers, the the underwriting for long-term care is changing so rapidly that they can't price it correctly. So in some instances, people are seeing premium increases of 20, 30, 40% after they paid into policies for years. And we've explored this numerous times and it's just really a mess. There's no real great solution. Uh, I think what you need to do though is to when you're wondering if your plan's resilient, you can test for these things. You can say, what happens if I have a long-term care event when I'm 80? And see how resilient the plan still is. And that might give you a little bit more clarity. Um, on the flip side, the statistics on long-term care in terms of the people that have to use them, most people are not on long-term care for that long hmm. uh, because they die. Uh, you know, the outlier cases are going to be people that are on, in Alzheimer's or Medicare, uh, you know, memory care facilities. There are the outliers where you might be in there for 10 plus years, but the average length when you need that type of care is actually relatively short. Mm. Well, if you've got questions like this or other questions, jump on his podcast for the uh, Retirement Answer Man, and uh, Roger will take care of you. You'll be able to dig in. You can actually go on the website and see all the past episodes. You can see the past episodes on your favorite podcast platform as well. Uh, website at rogerwhitney.com. Any other way that people can get in touch with you, Roger? That is the best way. The only social okay. media I'm active on at all is Twitter, which probably not many people are. I guess it's called X, X. now. Yeah. X. <laughs> uh, but other than that, uh, rogerwhitney.com and the show is where I live. All right. Well, hey, we get to ask you our final question that we asked experts that we trust and we know have proven plans on the show, and it's the multiplier question. So here we go, Roger, it's your turn. What's one thing you wish you would have known earlier in life that would have made a greater impact on you and those around you? I wish I would have realized that the voice in my head, I don't have to listen to, but that's not me. Because that voice is a beast, highly critical. I wish I would have realized that that actually isn't me. It's a voice that I can ignore and have a conversation with. And and that, that that's what it would be. That's so good. That's what it would be. It's like um, being your own biggest bully. Yeah, we totally are. <laughs> and um, 
and that voice is, you know, we all have our own self-critic of you're not good enough. Yep. You're not, you know, smart enough. You're not handsome enough. You're, you know, whatever the, you're not. And that voice is not you. It's, it's whatever you want to call it, but you can actually ignore and rebuke those allegations. I wish I would have known that earlier. Mm, that's so good. Well, thank you so much again for joining us on the show today. Hopefully we'll be able to have you back. Uh, Roger Whitney, uh, the retirement answer man. Thanks again for jumping on the show. You bet, man. Huzzah. This was fun. Good job. All right. Well, if you'd like to listen to the podcast of this show or other previous shows, you can find them on all podcast platforms. Simply search One Shot, All One Word, One Life, All One Word on your favorite podcast service. I also, again, want to thank today's guest, the Retirement Answer Man, Roger Whitney, and special thanks to my executive producer, Josh Floyd. And until next time, take full advantage of your amazing one life and make every single day count. One Shot, One Life. Thank you for listening to the One Shot, One Life show. Visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. Join a mastermind group purchase one of our online courses and more. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now. OneShotOneLife.com.